Welcome to Talking in Stations Lounge, where players from all over EVE Online gather to exchange ideas. I'm Matterall. In this program, we sit with another candidate for Council of Stellar Management on the eve of election for CSM 12. Sutonia, welcome. Hello, it's good to be here. So uh, you're an interesting guy because I've heard your name a lot, uh, mostly in terms of PvP and discussions on mechanics and stuff like that. You seem to be a favored son of uh, CCP to ask some questions when you do ra- they do roundups and stuff. So good for you and all that. Um, but uh, what um, brought you to Eve in the first place? Oh, I actually started playing with a friend from college. Uh, We wanted to do industry together, although I got bored of that pretty quickly. I think we started playing because we heard about the, uh, I think there was a scam in EVE. I think the old EVE bank scam, where Mm -hmm. someone stole, I think it was like $50,000 worth of uh, items or something like that. And that really interested us. And then we started reading more about the game and we got into it. We wanted to start industry first because of all the player craft, like the player crafting system seemed really interesting. Although I, you know, I kind of went through the normal cycle of the game. I did mining for three months, got bored, moved to industry, got bored, moved to mission runners, running, got bored. Then I sort of really settled on PvP. Yeah, so that's where you found your thing. Yeah, like PvP was the real thing that hooked me, especially solo and small gang PvP. Yeah, which is interesting because I didn't realize you were in now uh, Karma Fleet, Goon Swarm. Yeah, I joined Karma Fleet. I've been in a few of the uh, new player corporations like Dreadit, Pandemic Horde. I think I've been in almost every coalition in the past two years. So uh, even though I'm in Goon Swarm, I'm not particularly tied to Goons. I just think Karma Fleet is probably one of the best corps of new players. And I also think it helps me understand sort of, you know, where new players are coming from by being in corps like Karma Fleet and Pandemic Horde. Yeah, it looks like you've been in a lot of um, what, Test uh, and uh, you've been in Horde. Were you in Brave at all? Uh, I was uh, not on my main character, but I did have a old character in Brave. Ah, just like everybody else. That's good. So you've, uh, it seems like you've been around a lot of new players then. Yeah, like I said, I've been in almost every coalition within the last two years. And, you know, I, I tend to bounce corpse quite a bit. I haven't really stayed in one place for too long, aside from uh, Genos, which was a corporation that's kind of dead now, which was mostly just small gang PvPers. I tend to just, you know, hop around corpse, but I just play with my sort of close-knit friends from low-sec and no-sec roaming groups. So you're not an ideological guy at all, it sounds like. Uh, no, I, I mostly just join alliances when they suit me. I mean, I'm having a ton of fun in Goonswam right now. I, I'm de- I've definitely been in here longer and I'm sticking around a bit longer than I have in Horde or uh, Test or, or other alliances like CVA. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Right, but th- it doesn't sound like you're involved in the politics of it or anything like that. It's more about having a good time, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I definitely know someone who's really too interested in NOSEC politics. As far as things go, I don't have any grudges. I don't have any preferences to any particular side. I mostly just join whatever side is going to give me the most fun and the most benefit. Yeah. So CCP is like, do they contact you uh, when they're 
thinking about balance changes and stuff like that? Has that already happened? And are you allowed to say? Oh, I've, I've had a few uh, like devs just like whisper me on certain things like Slack, etc. I th- I think most of where my feedback comes from is the stuff that I posted on my blog and in some videos that I've made. They've been sh- actually shouted out in uh, CCP dev blogs by CCP Fuzzy. So, I mean, uh, CCP does oh. read to my blog. They're not necessarily like a one-to-one uh, like conversation, but it, uh, I'm pretty big in the community and my blog's pretty popular. So, so clearly, my ideas get bounced around a bit. Clearly, they're aware of you. And uh, uh, and you have a blog that you post? I haven't really posted there too frequently. Actually, I think the last post was uh, about off-grid boosters. I made like a pretty huge post. I think it was like 42 pages long or something. <laughs> Wow. So you really love this stuff, huh? Yeah, I, I really love uh, the mechanics and chip discussion in EVE. It's sort of like my thing. It's sort of what, what I'm really interested in uh, doing more for the CSM this year. Yeah. So why why is that that you wanted to join the CSM? Because you had, you had a voice. You had a way of uh, putting out what you believed about things. What's different about the CSM? I think it's just to get better communication. Uh, the the thing with my uh, blog is it's sort of, it, it, it's not as like a direct uh, communication source. It's more I post something and some devs are gonna read it and maybe they'll post about it at some point. But uh, and also I, I think that I have a lot of knowledge that if they're making if they're making changes that are uh, NDA, mm-hmm. I can't really post about those because you know obviously I won't know about them if I'm not on the CSM. So I think I can offer a lot to CCP about, you know, things that are potentially coming out uh, when, it, when it comes to, like, small gang and solar balance. Yeah, so in other words, you can't really influence the process until after it's already been released. But if you were on CSM, you'd get some insight into where they're going, and then you could influence it before it, cha- it changes. Yeah, that's the, that's the idea. Okay. Because I've always said, like, you know, CCP will seek out expert players to kind of see what their opinions are on stuff. And, you know, you were one of the people I had in mind when I say that, uh, because they do contact you, even though you're not in any official capacity. Um, But an interesting twist on that is that you really can't do anything but react to changes that have already happened. But if you were on CSM, you could actually uh, influence it before it came out. And that means you could prevent, you know, things from coming out being broken, basically. Yeah, stuff like that, or um, not, not, not really the case recently, but maybe stuff that's not quite up to par coming out to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, is there anything in particular? I guess it's just you know the stuff that you like to do, uh, PvP solo stuff, balancing. It sounds like you have a good mind for things like that. Um, overall game health, I suppose. But is is there anything like? Um, Anything you're going there specifically for to comment on, or I wouldn't say there's anything that specifically bothers me. I mean, there's obviously balance problems right now that I can talk about, but that they would change. I I don't think it's a good idea to join the CSM if you care about one particular thing, because eventually, like either CCP is going to be able to do something about it or they're not. Right, and like once once it's either solved or they can't do anything about it, then you know your platform's gone. Right, so you're not coming on with an agenda. No, I I don't have a particular agenda. All right, that's cool. Um, and you're right about that. It doesn't matter if you come on with the wrong thing and it's not on their path. Chances are it won't get discussed, and you're 
your influence will be wasted or whatever. So I agree with you that it sh- you should be a well-rounded candidate uh, and stuff. Do you ever mess with lore? Does that ever interest you or is that just like not your style? I've never really been interested in the law. I know I know there are a lot of people who are really invested in it, and Eve has a really great law. I've I've never really got into the law when it comes to uh, video games. Unfortunately, it's something I really wish I could. But I mean, yeah. I respect people who are into it, but you know, it hasn't really gra- grabbed me ever. Yeah. What about player history, though? Or do you follow player history, or you know, read news and that sort of stuff? Oh yeah, I, I definitely have read a lot about the like the old Eve news and you know like notable events, battles, etc. Yeah, so you do participate kind of in the meta Eve as well, right? With your blog and being on uh, podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. What's it like PvPing for you after all this time and gotten all this experience? I mean, you have a group of friends that you hang out with. What's it like being Suetonia? Oh, I mean, I mostly just play to have fun. Uh, normally I fly really cheap ships and, you know, just try to kill the biggest thing I can with them. The other thing that was interesting is that uh, you have this group of friends. It seemed like Hyde was saying, you know what? I want you guys to take a, a look at Suetonia. That's the guy you need who actually knows stuff, not people like Chance, Ravine, and and this is what Hyde said, it's not what I'm saying, who basically put on a good facade but don't really know the nuts and bolts of the game like you need to to be on the CSM. What what happened? What was your opinion of that sort of thing? Uh, I, I think there's valid points on both sides, to be honest. I think Hyde's point is that, you know, I've, I have a history of, you know, I've posted blog posts, as, as we talked about in the past. You know, I've been involved on in the focus groups. I've been involved in a lot of community discussion around balance, etc., Whereas uh, Rylod and I think he was part of the argument. I'm not talking about Rylod himself. Rylod's actually one of uh, my close friends in Eve. Yeah, and, you guys know uh, each other. Yeah, and uh, Chance Levine is that they don't really have a history of doing that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I still think you know, like Chance Levine is still a, a valid CSM candidate because like, he still has that new player perspective, even though he is very green when it comes to like the the deep insights of mechanics. I know everyone laughs at him about the jump freighter aggression thing that he mm. suggested once, but I mean he did put in like a load of really cool uh, changes to the probe scanner and things like that. So I, I don't I don't think their uh, platforms are any less or more I guess more valid. Yeah, but but it wasn't. Um... Was it kind of, uh, how did you feel seeing that in Ryloads uh, or Reloads? Because uh, it <laughs> I, caused I, a controversy. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, it caused a bit of a Reddit shitstorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of unfortunate because with the votes as close as they are, I think it might divide uh, them between me and Rylod a bit. Yeah. and, so and Rylod's, Rylod's a great guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that might be the unfortunate thing. It's now one or the other. Now there are two camps, you know, because of that uh, kind of divisive maneuver uh, from an outgoing CSM member. And for those that don't know, there was uh, a Canada C by Reload that was put out, and the very next comment was a CSM incumbent who wasn't running again saying, don't vote for this guy, vote for Suetonia. And uh, I, I always wondered, like, it's we got Reload's side of it, and we now we have your side of it. You think it was unfortunate, but you understand... Um, where Hyde was coming from, I suppose. 
Yeah, I, I think Hyde has a point. The, the problem is he made it a bit too bitter when he brought in Chance. And I don't know. I, I think he could have worded it a lot different and it would have would not have caused as much drama as it did. Yeah. But you seem like you're kind of in the mold of a Hyde that knows a lot about um, combat. And that's really where your focus is. Yeah, I mean, I've I've mostly played for the past nine years almost entirely just solo small gang in alliance tournaments and uh, solo roaming in small gang groups like uh, Gino Sosadia when it was a big corp, one of the best roaming corps in EVE, and then, you know, like Thera Boys and, you know, Chess's group, stuff like that. Oh, okay. So uh, did, were you, like, uh, friends with... Uh, Gorski because there was this Gorski leaks that came out a couple of years ago and they didn't look uh, fake but the timing was very suspicious and there was I noticed some of the initials there so I was looking at them carefully to see who they might be and your name came up as maybe somebody who was the recipient of some of the stuff that he was saying which may not have violated NDA but it kind of showed a culture of sharing information kind of at like the tournament levels of things are you did you uh receive anything like that any uh um... oh, no, gorski car never gave me any nda information as far as i'm as far as i know yeah but he, what... ba- he bounced a few ideas off of me like we've we've been sharing like a low sec fw document uh just uh, as gorski car is uh leaving the csm today he's passing on a lot of his you know like notes on to me about low sec and factional warfare that he wasn't able to get on CS, uh, csm talking points Mm-hmm. So it's not so. Really, the nature of your guys is like conversations and stuff like that. In this case, is that he's passing on information to uh, you that might be helpful if you were to become a CSM member. Yeah, and uh, again, I, I've talked to Gorski Car a lot in the past. Uh, part of one of I think last year, 2015 September, mm-hmm. uh, when all the like alpha skill, uh, the new uh, skill this new starting skills like i had a lot of impact put with, with that with gorski i talked to him a lot about what skills uh like new characters would because i i personally did like a lot of uh like new character pvp at that time i made a few videos about it hmm. so uh yeah oh. like i've been in contact with, with gorski on things like that but like it's never involved uh nda information that that he wasn't supposed to share with me yeah and i'm not saying he shared stuff that uh you know, it was NDA. I'm not saying that he breached that trust. Uh, it just, um, that thing that came out just kind of showed like a culture of among tournament players being very loose with uh, stuff that's really not supposed to be known. Like, I don't know, who the C- who uh, CCP players are and where they play and uh, even some stuff that kind of seems like it gets very close and stuff. Do you have any advantage by having friends that are in the CSM or even CCP tell you about like, uh, these are some of the things we're thinking about, talking about. I, I yeah, I think it's an advantage uh, to be able to talk to people that have been involved in the CSM. But I mean, like, it's not like it's exclusive to me. Like, you can anyone can you know convo someone like Oskikar or Jintan or whoever and give them your thoughts. Yeah. But that's different than being a friend. Like you would actually have discussions over this. And I think it's not that they're telling you uh, stuff. It's more like they're asking your advice. That must be like, of course, they're, you know, if they're asking in a capacity to 
you know, to report back to CSM, it's, um, it's to get good advice from people who know things. And I imagine that you're one of those people. Yeah, that, that's pretty much my relationship with Gorski. Right. You also stream, don't you? Yeah, I, I stream a lot. I think my stream got 4,000 followers a few months ago, which is pretty good. Congratulations. That's a lot. For one person, that's a lot. Uh, and, and mostly you just uh, do, you, you know, what is, what's going on there with streaming? Because I think that's a pretty amazing medium and probably, the, you know, the next generation or maybe it's already happening of evangelists for the game. So I wonder if like, you know, like what, what's the relationship between you and people who are watching you play the game at a high level? Uh, well, I mean, like I really enjoy playing the playing the game. I've played on a bunch of in a bunch of tournaments. I'm someone who really enjoys, you know, like playing around in Piper, trying to get as like a much out of a ship as possible, as well as you know, like finding ships people don't use and trying to find saving graces in them. Like I don't know, I, I really love uh, the high end of the Eve, especially high end PvP. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, slow Carlos here. Hey Rylod. Oh, it's Ryload. He's crashing the interview. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, sorry. It's not a roundtable. Uh, it's actually Suetonia's interview. But uh, as long as you're both here for a second, and I'll give you more time, Suetonia. Last thing on the hide thing. Last words on it, because I guess it's an old controversy by now. But you guys were both involved in that. Uh, me and Ryload are really good friends. Like, <laughs> I think we both laughed about it, honestly. Yeah. All right, so no big deal. <laughs> No, of course not. So oh, no, you, we need to fake fake drama, right? Let's get yeah, fake drama. Yeah. Ah, oh, you guys manufactured the whole thing. I got it. Yeah, it was all it was all a ruse, all a massive ruse. Yeah. So you would put each other on on your tickets, right? Like say, vote for me and vote for Suetonio, vote for me, vote and Ryload. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, Ryload, uh, Jintan, and the brief newbies dude, uh, like the dudes I'd vote for. Awesome. All right, I'm kicking you out, Ryload. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, sorry about that. I, I still had still him. Problem. I gave him access uh, yesterday for the roundtable. Uh, but that was awesome. A nice little moment. We'll keep it in. Uh, but I'll give you extra time here at the end. Uh, because we were talking about streaming, which I think is a new medium that's very interesting. And uh, I was curious about how you like... Uh, I, by the way, you've noticed that Twitch uh, is now going to let you buy the game that you're watching... Uh, so if I'm watching you play Eve, then I can purchase the game, you know, or if I'm watching you play something else, I can purchase the game right through you and it credits you, but it gets me right into the game. And I think what Amazon, when they bought Twitch, is trying to do is to cater to the people that are coming to watch the game played at an excellent level. And that might be one of the things that people come to watch uh, these games for. And you would be one of those people for Eve, right? If I wanted to see how Eve was played at an excellent level, you would probably be one of the streamers I would watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I mostly just do solo PvP. I think I'm less of an entertainer and more of like a color caster guy who like talks about all the steps that I'm doing. Rather than say, I'd say Zavox, who's you know, more of an entertainer, but he's still a, a great guy that you can talk to about, you know, what he's doing, his ships, etc. Yeah, but you're right. You're more of a chef explaining what you're doing as you're doing it, uh, as opposed to a variety act that is uh, someone you want to hang out with and you know be around. But your your thing is that you know you're a technician. You're getting in there and showing how things are working and describing the situation you're in and stuff like that. 
Yeah, pretty much. Do you like uh, streaming? Was it natural to you? Yeah, I think it's really interesting, especially uh, getting into conversations with some some people and, you know, like uh, sharing your thought processes. Mm-hmm. And I have always done that with, you know, my friends that I PvP'd with. But it's really nice just having like an outside perspective. And also a lot of people just, I think they really enjoy seeing someone else explain their thought process and someone who's uh, really successful, I guess, at PvP just being able to watch them and see what they do. Because I think one, one of the problems with a lot of these, like, I don't know how to say, like elite PVP videos that normally have like terrible, like dubstep or meta on them <laughs> is that it, it never shows you how the, the fight actually happens, right? Like you only get yeah. to see, you know, like the actual good fights that are sped up. You don't get to see, you know, how, how did this guy get into this situation? And I, I think you know, watching streams of Eve, PVP streams of Eve is really good for that. Yeah, I, those uh, those have always been very useless to me. It seems to me like the only people that would really watch those and get something out of it are the people that were in the fight, even on the winning side. You know, like this, it's not going to really resonate. I, I, I guess, I guess people who are very advanced can watch that, watch those videos without any verbal cues or understanding of what's going on, and uh, and get what's going on. But it seems like a very limited way to spread knowledge, as opposed to. Uh, you know, describing what you're doing and why you're doing it and stuff like that. But aren't you afraid you're giving away all your tricks? Uh, no, I I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. I, I seem to have got a lot more fights from streaming even because I think a lot more people maybe would give it a go. You know, if, you're, if you see a guy who's streaming a, a frigate in your space and maybe you haven't PvP'd uh, much yourself, maybe you, you undock a frigate and you know it's going to be a fair fight. And you know the guy is going to give you tips afterwards. So I don't know. It can be fun for two people, I think. Yeah. Now, why don't you like fleet fighting as much as uh, solo? I know. I, I, I know. I, I guess I just kind of like to uh, be someone in control and be able to uh, have my decisions in a fight impact the fight. I don't like to be, you know, like a DPS ship in a two hundred man fleet mm-hmm. where you know whether or not I'm a good pilot or a great pilot doesn't really make any kind of difference in the fight. It's almost like how well you can just execute orders. Yeah, but, but saying that, there, there are still like some fun things you can do in fleet fights, like uh, you know M- MJ, uh, microfield generator destroyers, interdictors, etc. So. Right, different roles of a fleet. There's things you can do there to make a difference, but you like to see your difference, and that's kind of why you fly in smaller groups or by yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of fun, you know, sort of you versus the world. Yeah. And are you happy with the way, the direction that Eve is going as far as that's concerned? Because there used to be a lot of problems with um, people having to have their booster alt and or having a, you know, a, a jamming ship uh, standing by when they were soloing. Uh, that's This doesn't affect me. I don't do that kind of PvP. I think a lot of people have, uh, especially in Fashion Warfare, have found Eve more enjoyable with off-grid boosters gone. I mean, personally, I think see, I think Eve is going in a good direction. I, I really love the Alpha clone stuff that CCP made. I, I, I really like a lot of the balance changes recently, too. Hopefully, we'll see a, a lot more subcap balancing soon. We already have a Hexgram nerf, and which is you know a big problem right now. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so you're liking the changes you've been seeing uh, in in the last year or two. 
Yeah, yeah, I think CCP has also opened up a lot more with the the uh, tactical destroyer focus group, for example. I'd like to see a lot more focus groups where we can get like, people in and you know have some really good discussion. Yeah, would you do that? Would you open up some focus groups if you were to be on CSM? Yeah, I mean, uh, it would be great if CCP would give give. Uh, CSM members the like official capacity to make a focus group on their Slack, but if not, I mean I'm more than willing to, for anyone who has constructive ideas to you know come talk to me and maybe we can make a sort of uh, like a, a Slack or a meeting channel about a certain topic and uh, just shoot ideas off. Yeah, so you like alphas? It sounds like uh, you actually think that they're viable players in Eve. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think they 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 are the future of Eve. I, I think we really need to uh, make the Alpha clone experience as good as possible. Mm-hmm. And I guess you agree with uh, Siegel. Uh, you want to make it something that's totally viable on its own. Like it's not just a a maimed uh, Omega status. It's uh, you can actually play as an Alpha and have fun as an Alpha, and it can be you can stay that way, and it would still be fine. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with the uh like a lack of limitations on terms of where an alpha clone can go, just what they can do. Like it's great that you know you can maybe if you if you find a friend at work or you know one of your buddies in real life and they want to come on a fleet fight with you, well they can just you know come in an Atron or some other sh- cheap ship and you know fight in the same battle that you're fighting in, even though they might not be as useful. They can still be there and still do stuff. Right, they can they can see it. So where does the game like need some improvement right now as it stands? Like, uh, I guess the hick change is going to help that uh, situation where that was overpowered. But where are the uh, other changes that need to be made? I'd like to see uh, a, a few of the Tech One uh, ships rebalanced. I'd like to see Tech One cruisers and Tech One destroyers have some balance. I think rapid lights are a bit too strong right now. Uh, I really think it's important to balance uh, the Alpha clone ships. Like, there's a lot of cruisers that are kind of garbage right now, as mm-hmm. well as the st- Tech One destroyers are really slow. Yeah. What are some of the ships that are just not used that you would want to see come back? Oh, I guess the Arbitrator, Bellicose, and Stabber are probably the worst three cruisers that I would like to see boosted a bit. Yeah. By the way, do you have a preference on race racial ships that you fly? I don't really have a preference. Uh, I, I guess I tend to fly Kadari ships a lot right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I know I, I like scram kiting, I guess, like brawling, but at the edge of scram range. So that tends to put me more towards uh, Kadari or uh, Amar ships. So for people who wouldn't know, uh, what is it, range scramming or whatever? It's uh, You scram them just out of their, at, just at the tip of your range to hold them, but you're shooting them out of their range or something? Can you describe what that is? Yeah, so if you took a a laser ship, like an Executioner, for example, uh, what you'd do is you'd scram them, but you would be holding back at seven kilometers or so, and you'd be shooting Scorch, and you're fighting a blaster ship, so they won't be able to touch you there. So you're kind of kiting, but you're kiting in scram range. It's kind of something that's, I guess, exclusive to frigates and some cruisers. Yeah, it's a, it's essentially, and I don't know this until you just mentioned it. I haven't heard this technique, but you're basically putting your hand on their head while they swing at you. 
Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, close range brawl, but they can't actually touch you because you have long arms. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so I imagine you've flown all kinds of things. You've probably done brawling. Uh, you've done kiting. And uh, I think uh, Mr. Hyde's famous for the uh, frigate menace. He doesn't like, he wants to fight in bigger ships like battleships and stuff like that. Uh, what do you prefer to fight in as far as size? I know I really like frigate fights mostly because they're much more skill intensive. I think I, I tend to not like the bigger fights because they tend to be more, you know, like the fights are over in EFT rather than like on the field. But I, I appreciate, I think Hyde is someone who likes sort of high stakes, like high stakes poker. He doesn't like paying, you know, like the, the $1 games like I do. <laughs> so you're in the penny slots compared to him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sure you're wealthy enough to afford more expensive ships. So why do you fly the uh, T1 and small ships? I, I think I, I I enjoy them a lot more because I, I feel like they're a lot more engageable. I tend to get a lot more fights in them. You also think it's better uh, as someone who streams and makes videos. I think it's more more uh, better for my viewers to see a ship they can fly as well. And it's cheap and it's affordable for almost everyone. Like almost everyone can afford a Kestrel, for example. But you know, if I was uh, Mister Hyde and I was fighting in you know high grade Crystal Marauder, you know, not 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 many people can really afford to take a two billion gloss every couple of uh, hours. Well, so that's an interesting point. So it's more it's more like you're you're trying to fight in uh, in situations that they could get see themselves in. Yeah, and, and ships that they can fly with uh, skills that they have uh, with ISK that they can afford. But the flip side of that is interesting because I've heard CCP Rise, who used to be uh, a really good PvPer called Kill2, say that he would fly uh, certain ships that weren't the hotness uh, in Solo so that people would actually attack him. Because if they saw him coming around in a suitable PvP ship, they would kind of run. Yeah, I, th- I remember uh, watching his streams and uh, I-, I followed him quite a bit, actually. Uh, he-, he would use ships that are not quite the best, but in the EVE, because everything everyone in EVE is sort of a min-maxer. So it- even if something is slightly worse, people consider it trash to, you know, the better ship. A good example was uh, Kill2, I believe he used to fly the Ferox a lot. That's the one I'm thinking which, of. Yeah. Which, at the time, this was before the uh, Tyracide rebalance, it, it was a Brutix that was worse in every way. But it was <laughs> only maybe 20% worse than the Brutix overall, if you compared the stats. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing is, like the difference between 20% is, you know, EVE players thinking it's complete trash, and EVE players really respecting it and being scared of it. Yeah, it's a game of slivers, isn't it? Like... Um... It seems like in some ways, and maybe you're not like this, um, but people discourage using anything but the prime meta. Uh, and if you're, or even earning money the best way possible, the most amount possible. Otherwise, it's just trash and a waste of time. Like that's yeah, kind of what's communicated. Yeah, I, I think everyone in EVE really likes the mid-max. But but that's not really the case, is it? Because you can really make do with just about anything. I, I guess it depends. When it comes to making money, I think obviously you always want to fly the thing that's going to make you the most isk, providing you can afford the loss. 
Well, it's more the technique that bothers me when people would give advice on podcasts and other avenues and say like, you know, oh, don't even bother with the wormholes and CO2. If you're going to be doing that, you're just wasting your time. Uh, it seems to me like that's assuming that everybody's has the same capacity in the game, same skill sets and all that. Because uh, I think there's C2s are perfect for some people. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, EVE is a sandbox game and, you know, everything uh, has a different draw for a different person. Maybe you're someone who doesn't want to run a carrier, which is super active. Maybe you're a guy who wants to, you know, watch Netflix while you're uh, doing a bit of P- P- PVE and I don't want to tab into the game every two minutes and maybe a different ship is better for that. Yeah, I, I have a... F- and that's one of my pet peeves for um, people like in the... Uh, giving advice business or streaming or, or in the media business like this kind of thing is there's a lot of assumptions made uh, about what people should be doing and what actually works uh, and stuff like that. But there's a lot of circumstances that people are in. For instance, there was a guy that was dying all the time and you say like, wow, you're really bad at this game. You know, look at your kill board. And then you realize he has a young baby and he basically is playing the game as much as he can. But then he gets up and he goes and does the right thing and, you know, takes care of his baby and he ends up dying. It doesn't matter to him. He has enough money to replace his stuff, but it looks a certain way. So I always thought that was kind of unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be in a group that takes spaceship numbers too seriously. (laughs) Well, you're not, right? Karma's not like that, are they? Uh, No, definitely not. (laughs) So, I think we lose more ships to rats than actual players in Delve. Oh, really? So what's the secret to having fun uh, playing this game? I, 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 it's kind of weird. I, I think you need to just find what you like to do. For me, I started by mining, and then I changed to industry, then I changed to exploration, then I changed to missions, and then finally I found PvP. I think there's so many things in EVE. I think what you need to really do is just give everything a go, and eventually you'll find something that you'll love doing. Yeah, well said. Well, Satoni, it's nice to meet you. I don't think we've met before, except uh, we've crossed paths on some podcasts and stuff like that. Is there anything that you wanted to say before we close up the interview or the discussion, I call these? Uh, No, I think that's everything. Just vote for me, I guess. (laughs) It's hard to say, isn't it? I don't think you're the campaigning type. No, I find it really difficult to do the sellout stuff, I guess. Yeah. You may be one of the most deserving players, and I, and, I, and I don't say that necessarily as an endorsement, but clearly you're a skilled player, uh, and you know how the game works, and I think you have good ideas on how to improve it, but uh, campaigning is not natural for you, or asking for things uh, from people doesn't seem very natural to you. No, I'm, I'm not too outgoing. Yeah. I, I'm more of the quiet guy who keeps to himself. Even in my sense, sound sound weird as someone who streams and uh, does YouTube videos, etc. I don't know. I'm I'm more of the like calm guy who speaks his mind rather than the you know guy who goes about uh, talking to everyone. Well, the last question is: Will you will you as the quiet guy have any problem participating in CSM if there are say strong personalities? Although I must say. As long as everybody's an adult, it doesn't matter how strong your personality is. You let people talk. You don't run over them and that sort of thing. But do you think you'd have any problem participating? Oh, no. If, if there's something that, that I feel is wrong or off or I feel, feel strongly about, I'll, I'll uh, speak up for sure. Yeah. 
And plus, you have to remember, uh, the audience has to remember that uh, most of CSM business is done via the internet, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's mostly over, uh, I think, Skype, and uh, I'm not sure what system they use. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, it's mostly just over text. Yeah, that's where a lot of uh, information is exchanged and stuff like that. Well, cool. Thanks for making time for uh, sitting down with me and having a discussion about the game. Uh, we didn't go over all your you know, ideas and all your uh, expertise and stuff like that, but I really actually wanted to probe your personality a bit more than, than your expertise. Thanks for showing up. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, good luck with your run. Thank you.